Welcome back to the New York Rangers podcast in partnership with Inside the Rink. I'm your host, Jacob Berkowitz, and alongside my co-host, Luca and Shragi. Guys, how's it going? Better. <laughs> <laughs> that almost that almost sounded like you were trying to convince yourself that you were better. You're like, better? Yes. Yes, I'm better. Yes. Okay. We're getting through this as a as a family. As a, you know. <laughs> no, I mean, like, look, I, 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 I kind of agree. I, I think that. You know, um, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing good. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's, it's an interesting. You know, since we last spoke, they've played four games and they've won two and they lost two. Um, it's yeah, it's, it's more than that. I mean, yeah, we know we had games. You know what? Uh, I know there's a lot of frustrating things we're going to discuss throughout this podcast of things. And and before we even start with the negativity, you have to realize they're not getting number one. They're not getting blown out. Okay, you don't. They're not a team that's falling apart. And you're looking at them and saying, you know, dude, get yourself together. We're talking about where the the Rangers are getting a million chances, and there's been a lot of frustration because they're getting the chances. We're not talking about moments in which. It's it's like we're losing five one six one. You know we're getting blown out of the out of the waters and we can't you know seem to play a game. The the games that we're going to discuss, you'll see is 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 actually there are positives in it, but there's the negatives are frustrating negatives are things that could really get to you as come on come on come on and it just that's it was a buildup of that and I think after you know these especially how we got the two victories out of those four. I think there's a lot of positive actually to continue to look at and not to just feel so down about. I, I agree. I think that like, look, it, it's actually interesting. Uh, it was brought to my attention literally like maybe like a few hours after we uh, recorded last Sunday. Now this is going into last Monday. So this is before the Islander game, before the last four games, the top 10 players in the NHL, can you guys guess how many Rangers are in the top 10 scoring chances in the entire league? Just guess. Guess scoring how many chances and scoring scor- actual scoring chances. Guess how many of the top 10 is Rangers? I'm going to, I mean, based on how you're saying it, I'm going to guess four, which I'd assume is advantage at Kreider, Panarin, and Trochuk. I actually would go five because I think Kako's in there too. Okay. So you're both kind of like right and wrong. So it's four. The answer is four. Four of the top 10 going into the last Monday of the scoring chance, the number one scoring chances in the league where I don't know who, where the top 10 was, I, you know, whatever. Um, but the top 10 was uh, Mika, Kreider, Lafreniere, and Kaka. Not Panarin, not Trocek. Wow. I think Panarin's been passing a lot, a fuck ton more. Um and that's probably why he's not in there. But that stat in general, like, really says a lot because the offense has not clicked quite yet, but yet the scoring chances are there, not just for one player. They're there for, you know, four different players who are all, you know, mixed and mingled on different lines here and there throughout the entire season so far. So that is one reason that I kind of keep hanging my hat on. It's like, it's, it's coming. It's coming. It's coming. You know what I mean? Um, and I don't know. Look, maybe I'm just got a fucking, you know, shamrock up my ass and I'm just a fucking, you know, I'm a happy person and I have a glass half full mentality. But 
Um, I look at that stuff and I do think that there is positive things kind of down the pipeline for them. I, you know, as we spoke last week, I think the solution to the issues are within, um, did they take the right steps this week? We can, you know, I think we're going to talk about that right now. So, uh, I just wanted to add on to that, that I, I, I know this is like not something to be read into like crazy, but every single time, right. We say we keep on getting the chances. How many times do we say we're running into a hot goal goaltender? Is, is there some like, is it at a certain point where it's just maybe it's the shot selection or it's, it's been, no, I, I, I agree. I, I think you're right. Um, but also like even tonight, so let's, this is a good segue into the Arizona game tonight. Okay. Like the Rangers were outshot like a ton in the first like period and a half really. Right. Um, but at any point during that first like 30 minutes, did you really like those first 30 minutes? Like, yeah, like, Arizona dominated like the actual shot numbers, but like there was a number of times where I was like, I think the Rangers have better chances. Obviously like after there was like 15 to two at one point, that's ridiculous. That's not good. I'm not saying that's good, but the quality of scoring chances that the coyotes were dredging up weren't that great. And I feel like that's a lot of the times what the Rangers are doing. We're not getting necessarily the best scoring chances. Um, Now that list that I just talked about, I don't know. Like if those were high danger scoring chances or not, I don't know if the, like the what quality of chances they were. Uh, so you know, I don't know. Like we we could litigate that till we're fucking dead. I don't I don't really know. But you got my point. You, you do realize you do realize that when I when we let's think about the you know almost cup you know contending Rangers you know almost made it to the cup type of team last year. They weren't out shooting their opponents, right? We're talking about, I think, like 28 shots a game, okay? We're getting 28 shots a game within two periods, many, many games this year. Mm-hmm. Here's the difference, and Jacob, you as the goalie would know this, and that is that 28 shots that are straight on are not exactly going to affect you. Uh, in fact, they make you stronger. Because yeah, they're uh, they're called floaters. They basically make the goalie more comfortable and more into the zone. Exactly. Uh, and yeah. Right. So so here's here's where I I actually thought this out that if you look at why the Rangers may not have been successful is that they're putting a lot of not important shots on goal, and they're just trying to get the pucks on net, and the goalies get comfortable, and then when it comes time to score, the goalies ahead of you. You're you're trying to figure out how to get past him, and meanwhile, he's seeing the puck really well. You have so, to sort of try to set yourself up in order to score. And this is where I know people are getting frustrated with the fact that every power play they do the one timer does a bandage ad for either the deflection by Kreider or just for the shot. And people are like, "What do you mean it's becoming predictable?" No, it's not. Ovechkin's been doing that for years. Okay, Stamkos, Ovechkin. Yeah, they've all they've they've been they've been doing it for yeah. Well, exactly. well, it, well. Here's the difference with that. I'm just going to chime in here. Here's the difference with that. I, I thought about believe me. I thought about this a lot. I'm like, why does everyone hog his advantage yet, but no one hogged over your Kucherov? Kucherov, on his other side, has Stamkos. Now I know you're going to say we have Panarin, but he's not uh, a lefty. And 99 percent of the time, he's 
passing it. So that makes it more predictable. And with Ovechkin, he, I mean, over the past uh, 10 years, he's had a bunch of great players on the other side. What well, he had Kuznetsov, Oshie, I know is in the bumper. Um, I, I'm blanking on so many names, but I, I think you guys could you assume. What? Backstrom. Ba- Backstrom. Um, Carlson's on the point, so I guess that doesn't count. But th- that's the thing. Like, Panarin's a right-hand shot. He's not a left-handed, and he passes it all the time. So, yeah, of course, it's not only – it's so predictable that they're going to pass it to Zibanejad because, like, oh, what, is Panarin going to shoot it? No. And as great as Fox is, the one thing he doesn't have is a slap shot. Now, ironically, he got a slap shot goal versus Detroit, which blew my mind because I don't think I've ever seen that before. But, yeah, that that's why – that's what's the difference between when everyone says, well, you can't say it's Zibanejad, it's too predictable because, look, Ovi and Kuch- uh, um, Kucherov have been doing it for, dec- for a decade. But with them, they have also uh, threatening players on the other side, which, you know, they right. have the, the defensive team has to respect. So right. since they don't have to respect Panera, not that Panera's not good. It's just that he's got to pass every time. Now, again, I guarantee you, I, I from experience, I've seen this. When Panera started shooting more on the power play, you saw now they had to start respecting him. And what happened was, is it drew, you know, That's drew, they drew away from Zabanajad, and now Zabanajad's wide open. So it... I again Panarin that's probably the one thing you got to say on the power play he's got to shoot more and kind of things would set on the power play because now the defensemen have to respect all aspects of it right now this is why this is why in the Coyotes game tonight I, I actually felt yeah it was frustrating and that that you weren't getting the shots on goal and sometimes they were overpassing but I actually felt like this was like a so-called last year throwback game yeah. came out yeah. not looking exactly uh crisp and you you're frustrated in the first couple of periods and then they just turn it on they they get one goal minute 15 later another goal and then Kreider gets the deflection and that's a fantastic fantastic sign to see that maybe they're getting it better you know maybe maybe Kreider couldn't see the puck as well recently and now he's going to start seeing it better and that's a really good thing to see that maybe that connection's back it's you have to notice the fact that they were getting out shot but the Coyotes are a team that sort of know who they're facing. They're facing Igor Shostork and a very good goalie, and they've got to get as many shots on goal in order to get as many chances. They were out shooting them like ridiculously going into the third, and, and the Rangers really took control of that, but they really didn't – it wasn't about the shots. It was about getting the puck. I love how Fox stayed with that puck and went with it, how Pete, they were being smart. And this is, this is where – the frustrating part of tonight's game where I don't mean to go right to the negative, but the only way they were going to lose this game tonight was by doing what they've been doing way too much. And that is giving the other team extra chances with giveaways and penalties. You can't be doing that. You can't be like, you can't be like trying to get your team back on target while having to be on the defense the entire the, the, the entire time almost because you paid three minutes and change of 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 penalty killing. It's nice you went. Oh, they went over four in the power play. But excuse me, that you can't be on the, the defense and tiring out your team. By the time you get to offense, what are you doing? Well, I mean, it, it just seems. I don't know. It just seems. I don't know in general this season, but a lot of the time it seems they're skating in quicksand. Like they're skating in quicksand. Uh, they're not. It's not a coordinated attack, right? It's like the players are playing as individual players rather than a team. If that makes sense, like, right, right. that guy's, you know, like, on the dump and chase, right? I see one guy going after the puck, 
And then the two guys are just hanging back, waiting for him to win the battle to, you know, for him to pass the puck back. What you're supposed to be doing is going to the other players because if that defenseman gets back first, right, he's got to pass it around. So you got to make, you got to try to predict what the other team's going to do. There haven't been a lot of those type of smart plays. And what's interesting is, is all of a sudden versus Detroit and versus uh, the end of the second period and the third period versus Arizona for the Rangers, when you see them more confident, all of a sudden they get a goal and they, they get more confident. They are playing smarter and you don't see those defensive collapses anymore. I mean, sure, there are still a few, but they're much fewer than before. And it another thing to mention, which I, I wanted to mention here, is that in the past four games, uh, let me see here, that I'm trying to see here. Basically, I, I've been complaining for a long time now that the Rangers don't generate enough scoring chances from in between the red circles. And... You want to know what they happened? Play, what did yeah. they play on outside, you're saying? Yeah, they played the perimeter game. They right? the perimeter. And everyone wonders, well, they have 37 shots on that. Well, buddy, if you're just going to throw it around the perimeter, it's going to be saved every single time. And four versus Arizona, all four versus Arizona were in between the red dots. Uh, one versus Nashville, which was the only goal in between the red dots. Six versus Detroit in between the red dots. Um, I don't think this is rocket science here. Get between the red dots. I mean, that's what the Rangers have been lacking in a lot uh, the whole season. I think people have, you know, not necessarily seen that, or maybe they have, I don't know. This is just something I've seen. Is that like, again, they played the perimeter game, so they're not going to score a lot of goals like that. Sure, there's going to be a deflection. But is that the blame on maybe the problem with the shooting too much as well? Because is that also a problem with, guys that are holding on to the puck maybe too long. And when you're in between the red circles and you're holding on to that puck, the turnovers just come and go. They just keep coming. Well, it's interesting. Sorry. It's interesting. Sorry, yeah. we, we, we keep talking about like, yeah, the shots that they get they're you know, they're not the best shots selection, whatever. Um, it's just really interesting because there's so many times where I'm like, this team holds on to the puck too much. They're not shooting enough. Uh, you know, they, they, they pass on prime opportunities. Like uh, there's, a, there's a few players that I would literally say I would tell for the rest of the season, do not pass the puck. If you are within this radius of the fucking net. Okay. Lafreniere, Kako and Heedle. Those are at least the starters and Panarin as well. I'll throw in there because Panarin loves to fucking pass the puck too way too much. I think the four of them really need to fucking just shoot the puck in certain opportunities and just it's it, even Trocheck too. Fuck five of them, man. They everyone just fucking passes so much and it's almost they they try and get a like perfect tic tac toe tap into the fucking net and make it like a Mona fucking Lisa. You know what I mean? And it's really frustrating sometimes. And it's weird because yeah, they are generating more scoring chances, more goal, more shots on goal, all this stuff. But you know, it's, it's very interesting because they are generating those shots, but also I feel like they are passing up on still quite a bit. Um, Now a few things that like they actually like did do pretty good tonight. I don't know if you guys heard this, but and I don't even this might be the first fucking time in the history of the Arizona Coyotes. They're number three in the league in power play. Did I hear that correctly? 
Who, Arizona? Yeah. Like, Arizona has a good power play right now. Like, that's not a joke. The Rangers held them one for six. Uh, they, they are get, fourth. They're fourth. Okay, fourth in the league. And that, that's, that's I'm assuming right. they were third before tonight. Because yeah. Okay. So that's one out of six they held them to. And that was also a – I mean, granted, the, the five-on-three was only for – But that was that was where I was telling you that it's very nice that you held them to 0 for 4, but you can't be giving them the four chances. It was six. It's, right, six yeah. chances. They, they, they gave him six well, chances. Well, I mean, let, let's be honest. The refs weren't exactly great. I look at that Sabanajad goalie situation. I don't even – you know what? We, we, I don't even, that's, that's just like – I don't even want to like even talk about that. No, that no was, I'm not going to go into those, that because we could. That was the most ridiculous call <laughs> in the history of fucking hockey. I don't want to go into it because we could go on, you know, getting angry about it for 40 minutes. I, I just wanted to say, like, you know, look at the refs tonight. What they were calling, you know, is that yeah. more on the Rangers or was that more on the refs? And yeah. but the fact that they 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 the penalty kill came up and played really, really well. I and thought. they had a few shorthanded chances. Yeah. they. I mean, the penalty kill in the second period and beyond really kind of was the energy that kind of lit the fire for the rest of the game, I think. Well, I mean, as I mentioned before, like right after that first goal by Goudreau, yeah, it was the luckiest goal in the world. But that you saw what that did for the Rangers. It gave them that confidence. It gave them that boost. And we started getting also versus Detroit when they started getting more confident, right? They were making less defensive, you know, mistakes. And this is not crazy stuff. This is just, you know, common sense. Like if you have more confidence as a team, you got to do better. And the thing was, is obviously it's been wearing down on them that, you know, they've been losing, they've gotten unlucky, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And obviously it weighs on a team. And when to get, you know, a nice boost like that, obviously you see they make less defensive mistakes. Uh, Fox scored right after. Um, and yeah, you, you just wonder what this team can be if all of a sudden things start going their way, a little more puck luck, uh, getting and, a little and, smarter. Yeah. And the mental errors. Now, that, that kind of segues me into the Nashville game last night. If you guys don't mind, we can jump to that one. There were, okay, so the Rangers lost two to one. The two fucking goals that they gave up were so dumb. Now, the first one was when uh, I, I believe it was. I, I could get him be reversed, and then so need to happen anyway. So we couldn't have stopped that. Well, no, 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 hold on. Yeah, I didn't have a goal yet in his NHL career. So okay. Um, the when Keandre led the rush, right? That was that. Was that the first one? Yeah, yeah. When Keandre, so Keandre leads the rush and he goes into the zone, and then the second forward comes in, and then the third forward comes in. If you look at it you have three forwards that are below the dot almost or at the dot, the face-off dot in the zone while the play is basically rushing back. Now you have Lafreniere playing defense. Now it is not Lafreniere's fault that he got walked by a winger. Like that is not his position to be in. The third forward in should be high to like, kind of like stop that entire breakout from really gaining a full steam. Um, that entire situation was based off of that. And those are just dumb mental errors. And then the second goal, which was all Julian Gauthier. Like, I, I can't stress this enough. It's ridiculous what he did. He, I I can't remember what what defenseman it was. It might've been true, but I'm not entirely positive, but he threw it up the boards, up, up the glass, trying to get it out. And Gauthier just skated past, Roman Yossi 
he like turned around and he's like, and he forgot that he was there. And that's what led to Yossi getting the puck and just having a free kind of pass almost inside. And then that led to the entire goal. It's, it's, it's stupid. Just, just like basic fundamentals that they're not doing and shit like that, that is kind of costing them games every time they lose. Um, and maybe it's just coming back from last year. Cause you know, I think last year, a lot of people even said that they, they, the, the Rangers were getting lucky. Um, but it, it's little things like that that are really kind of fucking with them and, and causing them to, uh, you know, and, and I, you can't blame it on Halak. Like, like those, those goals last night, like, you know what? Like you give up two goals. As I said last week, you give up two goals as a backup goalie. You did I your job. Happy. You did your job. I would, that, I would that, be pretty happy it. if I was a team and that was that was what the goal he gave. gave I mean, I, I get one of the goals was somewhat weak, but like that a backup goal is not gonna be perfect. He's not gonna be Shusterkin. And if you're the only gonna hurry. Yeah, and you, and if you're only gonna score one goal, I mean it's that's on you. That's not on the backup goalie. And a lot has been playing well as of you know the past couple of games. Just the Rangers have not showed up at all whatsoever no. on, on offense or defense. Well, could you blame that completely on Halak? Is is Halak is is Halak someone that you could say that maybe when he's in goal they have less confidence? No, no, it's no. Has, because do you know what? The same team makes the same mistakes in front of Shostakin. It has. I don't. I don't think it has anything to do with Halak. I think that. Um, I also think Halak has such a smaller sample size for us to kind of. Uh, litigate between, so it's it's, it's not exactly the same, you know. And speaking of one thing, um, just going back to you mentioned about Truba. If he's injured, and, and, and I, I spoke about this on, I was a guest on another podcast uh, a couple of days ago. Uh, it's called Takes. Are you and... fucking cheating on us? <laughs> oh my sandbag. god! You, you sandbag and son of a bitch, <laughs> Luca! Luca! It's ever since he said laughing cock. That's it. <laughs> that, that was the breaking point. Me and Ravioli are gonna make our own fucking podcast now. <laughs> yeah. One second, Luca. Luca, we're gonna go off right now and do our do our own thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Oh yeah. yeah. So I'm screwing. All right. <laughs> All right. So anyway, 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 anyway. So I was mentioning on his podcast about where the hell was I going with this? Okay, Truba. <laughs> if if he's injured, right? Why was were they even playing him in the first place? It's November. And if you want to say, well, they're worse off without him and they're really screwed without him, buddy, you're not playing great anyway. Now, uh, this was, this was, I was talking to him, this was before the Detroit game. So just bear with me here. And I'm like, okay, even, even if you are going to play him, right. And he believes that he can, you know, deal with it, even though it's kind of bad because the injury then takes longer to heal, et cetera. Why is he on the second power play? Wouldn't you be minimizing his time by I mean, I agree. I, I agree. If he is injured, and look, I mean, hockey players aren't going to fucking say they're injured until they write a biography about their career thirty years after they retire. So I, I, I don't really know if he is injured. If he does come out and say it, then I would agree with you. Uh, I do think that in general, Keandre Miller probably deserves a shot on that uh, second power play at certain points as well, um, especially if Zach Jones continues to underperform. Um, I mean, Zach Jones, like, let's let, let's call it what it is. I know everyone loves to take keeping piles of like, like elephant shit on uh, 
what the hell is his name? Libor Hayek. Speaking but, of which, he's done on, pretty solid. That, I, I'm, I'm, oh, sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm no, sorry. I'm, 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 you're, I'm, I'm getting to that. The, the reason why I was jumping on this because, like, I literally wrote, uh, wrote on my list, like, mention Libor Hayek. He's been doing pretty no, solid. Like, dude, like, I've, I've been like mentioning it. So while I watch the games with my brother, I'm like, Libor's actually been kind of decent, and like, it's kind of going even as far back as like the Colorado game. He, I'm not saying he's great. I'm not saying I don't even know what his analytics are. I'm sure they're fucking terrible. Uh, I'm just saying he's stepped in. He doesn't make. I'm I'm knocking on wood. He's gonna make a fucking terrible bonehead. He's gonna, screw he's gonna take make a terrible play the next game. I know it, but you get my point. You know he's the one versus Florida playing. he made last year. What like, was that? You, you remember the one versus Florida? He made last year where he skated in the other direction on a three. Oh Jacob, it did not have to be brought up. I mean, uh, I, I, it's, right. it's burnt into my mind. That's why. Look, it's no, all right. No, you can't even understand. You know, guys make mistakes in hockey. No, 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 no. There are mistakes. And then there was that. Again, That's I'm not going to complain about that because I explain pretty solid as it's nuts to say. I'm just making a statement as we, since Luca mentioned that now that's going to happen again. Guys, I'm come on. To... I, I wanted to make like a good point about the guy who's never played really that good and he's playing good now. And all you're talking <laughs> about is like his worst low light of his career. So let's Jacob's just, at, let's just say, low. let's just Luka, say he's been Luka. playing good. I needed to set, finish it. Sorry. Go. Luka, at this point, Jacob's at a low point in the sense that he's tried so hard. So, you know what I mean? Like at this point, whatever he's got, he's got, he's already praying to a, a Reaper or whatever he's got going over there. Before Libor Hayek, our fun level was at an all-time high, 98%. Now it's at an all-time low, too. I un- I understood that reference. <laughs> I was going to say, finally, someone fucking got my reference. I understood that. Well, it's got a two and one, if you if you understand how I, I said it now. Yeah. Okay. Um. So, I mean... So we, we mentioned the trooper injury, right? And then what Crap, the so. thing is is that this is that again, I, I just wanted to go back to the Nashville game um and mention that like versus SARS, everyone was saying, right, like SARS is playing amazing, et cetera, et cetera. I, I just every analytics I see is saying the Rangers should be getting more expected goals that or should be getting more goals than they are expected to. While I listen, I, I I'm a guy in the middle here. I don't believe analytics is everything, and I don't believe eye test is everything. There is a middle ground here, just like majority of things in life. And I I just when I see the Rangers shooting that, I I just I don't know. I I feel like half those expected goals, you know, shouldn't be expected goals because the shot selection, like when someone's coming up the right wing, right. And you want to shoot it down low to the left pad, right? Because someone's going to crash in to get the rebound. But some guy just decides, oh, let's just shoot it straight at his blocker or straight at his glove, right? So it's like, I mean, it was expected to go, yes, but it wasn't the smart move to make. You, you get what I'm saying? No, I, I, I completely understand. I So like, so what I... I, I spoke to uh, Drew the other day, like, I, I think it was Money Puck that had so like expected goals for the Kreider uh, as a manager line, which I, I believe is, I know I'm getting like, a lot of lashback for this, but I believe Sabanish and Kreider five on five. I'm not talking about power play. Heck, I'm not even talking about sort of shorthanded. They are overrated at 5v5 together. Um, 
And you know the, hold on, since we're talking about like you just fucking started, I, you know what? Finish your finish your thought. Finish your thought. Sorry, go. You go. No, no, it's fine. What, what were you saying? No, nah, it's just like it's so fucking weird because starting with the Islander game, and I know we're going in, in reverse, and we I just skipped over to the Troy game, the the most enjoyable game for all of us to watch. But going back to the Islander game, like, what did you guys think of all of the lineup changes? Like, it's funny because I actually like. In like watching the Islander game, I'm like, I think this is the lineup. I like the way that this entire like the lines are constructed. I really thought that was a well balanced lineup, and it. I think I thought it showed for the first two periods, and then they just completely shat the fucking bed for the last period. Like it was, it was unbelievable. It's like they literally just came out so flat in the third period, which is really disconcerting. Um, but I love the way, and we had talked about it literally two days before, uh, we we had literally spoke into fucking existence, changing up the lines. And it was kind of, exa- I don't really remember exactly what he said, but it was kind of very similar to what we had talked about. Um, what did you guys think about those lines? Um, like this, the, the, the line changes were fantastic to hear, the, the, to, to see and to, and to finally get a change towards what we were doing. But if you look at the way the game turned out, I didn't exactly see improvement. I didn't see the improvements that I that I thought were the problems before. I, I you know, you can't give up three goals at the end of a game. You can't be losing a lead like that to a team that, as good as they have been, they're not elite yet. I mean, they might look right now that they're, they're a good comeback they're, team. They're a pretty good comeback team, but I believe when you have that that you got hold, you've got to hold that, and the line changes did not affect that. So I don't know if we could, whether it's that game specifically against that team that those line changes weren't good for, or if it was that simply they didn't play well. That that's my problem with that game. That game seemed to be a game where. Even if we didn't switch up the lines, that wasn't the problem, that or that wasn't even the solvent. Like either way, you weren't playing well at the end of that game. We were gonna blow that. You know, I, I think that it goes, it, it it alludes to the problem that is kind of almost like innate with this team is that he can change lines all he wants, you know. He could juggle the top three uh, all season. But the fact of the matter is, is that there has been so many different times throughout the entire year so far. I mean, we're only, we're not even at Thanksgiving yet. But there's been so many times throughout the season so far that it just seems like they fall asleep and there's a lackluster effort for an entire period or longer. And that's alarming. But that that shouldn't really have anything to do with your fucking lines. You know what I mean? Your combos. That should have nothing. But it's to like do a that. refresher, though. Yeah. What was that? It, it's like a refresher, though. Yeah, I, I know. I, I'm 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 good with that. Like I'm just saying, though. Like it was really weird because, like, the first two periods, I'm like, yes, I I I, I love it. And then the, the the last period was just the complete fucking regression back to the mean. Well, could I, well, could I go to this point, and that is that I, I honestly feel that y- you guys might agree with me on this, but 
I feel like Lafarne has not played well recently. And Fuck you, Shroggy. Yeah, I love him. <laughs> no, I'm, just, I'm, I'm just, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. 100%. Yeah. No. <laughs> um, oh, I, 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 I got to say, I really, that. I, really, I really caught you off guard there, didn't I? <laughs> I, 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 was, really, like, I was like, one second, one second. Luca, Luca. Oh, shoot. So I'm not getting into this now. I'm serious. I'm kidding. I'm 100%. I know, I know, no, I know. no, no, no. Uh, I did want to mention that is I actually have noticed that the past game or two that while Kako's look great, Lafreniere hasn't looked as noticeable. Uh, and obviously it looks more noticeable when he just keeps moving, just like any other player, just keeps moving and goes to the net, just like any other player. And sometimes they stop doing that. Examples of the past you know, th- this season have been Kreider, Panarin, et cetera. And then when all of a sudden, when you see them start moving, they're a different player. So I, I think with Lap, it's just a matter of time before it just starts getting going again. Um, as Luca mentioned with the lineups, I, I was just like, I-, I didn't like the lines really, but I was like, screw it. Just go with it. Uh, throw mud to the wall. But the lines were sticks. really similar to what we had said we wanted. So why didn't you like No, it, it was not what I wanted. What'd you want? That's, Sorry. That was I thought- thing. That's not. No, um, I wanted uh, Laf, Zabanajad, Kako. Okay. And then I wanted Panarin, Trocek, uh, Kravtsov, and then Kreider, Hito, Gauthier. That gives you three sturdy lines. So what 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 was the line? I, I was the second line was as you wanted. It's right? what no no that was what I wanted, but the first and third line were not. I believe okay. that if you put Kreider down to the third, and I know. Everyone's gonna say Kreider's not a third line player, but you do it for the team, right? I think it's it's more of a uh, like I don't necessarily think you you can't like honestly like you can't be as simple minded as thinking that this is a three like oh you're on the third line on this team. If you're on the third line on this team, you're a top six player. That, that I think that's just a fact. Like right. I, I think that like you you can't number these lines in in essence because the way i mean we've seen the the way that you know playoff hockey is like you know you're gonna have uh the other team's top defenders going against what could perceivably be your number one line so you need your other you know what i mean like and I, i think that that's the beauty of having three uh potentially offensive uh lines Right. I mean, like, look at that third line of Kreider, Hito, Gauthier. That's a pretty fast and skilled third line. Also, hold on. Since we, the first time we mentioned Gauthier, actually second time, I kind of fucking ripped on him a little bit because he made a terrible fucking play. But um, have you? did you guys see the photos from the the rain? Like choking that someone? Trip? Oh, no, oh that's so something else. Okay. Um, that's true. No, this is the funny part. Yeah. Dad's trip. Anyone see that? His dad, his his gigantic dad. His dad is fucking ripped. Oh (laughs) my god! He so I I was I was you know one of my brothers like we all sent it in like a group text or whatever and was like who the fuck is that? His dad apparently his dad was Mister Olympia. Like his biceps had biceps. It was fucking. It was insane. Like he was. He was just like his arms were like stretched out. It was insane. It's like oh oh at top golf right that picture. Yeah, the golf picture. Yeah, yeah the, the fucking insane Jack dad. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 
Um, Just a weird side note. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah, no. Uh, that was yeah, no, that, that was pretty. I, I saw that too. Yeah, that was um, like, oh, okay. Luca's, Luca's pretty jealous right now. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Who wouldn't be? Yeah. Guy's um, like, the, the guy's like 50 and fucking ripped. He's like Jack LaLanne. Fuck yeah. I mean, but go, going back, wouldn't you be intrigued by a top line of WAP, the playmakers, the manager, the sniper, and Kako, the four checker? No. No. no Why? Shut up. Why? Shut up. Why? I'm talking to Luca right now because that's a bad answer. Luca. No. No. Not with the way Leff is playing right now. Okay. Big whoop. Everyone goes through their bad. Okay. But, but I'm not putting my guy on the line where I think he's going to ruin the line right now. All right. All right. So it should be Kako, Zabanajad, and Hayek. <laughs> hey, Hayek's <laughs> played pretty solid. <laughs> no. Actually, in I mean, my Jones opinion. ain't coming back anytime soon if I no. keep on playing like this. Look, that that that's the thing. It's like you know, you don't necessarily need. That's the that is the really hard part of what Jones is being asked to do. Jones is being asked to be a sixth defenseman. Don't make any mistakes. A sixth defenseman don't make any mistakes. That's a very difficult thing for someone who's an offensive defenseman who, in essence, has to take some risks. You know what I mean? Right. Um, now, with that being said, his defense has not been good. Like, he, he's definitely left a lot to be desired. Um, and look, as of right now, people shit on Libor all the time. Libor has beaten him out for that sixth defenseman spot. That is a fucking fact. I don't care. But that's what because, it. that's it because I'm going to be honest here. Zach Jones has played worse than Hayek, and that says something. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm just saying he's beating him out. Like, whichever way you want to say, if, if, if Libor beat him out or if Zach Jones gave him the job, whatever the fact is, Libor's played better. That that's well, just a fucking speaking fact. Speaking of players that have been doing solid, I, I can't believe I haven't mentioned this from the beginning of the podcast. It just we, you know, we got lost and everything. But uh I know it's only was one game, but how encouraging was that of Kraftsoft versus Troy? Yeah. I I, I mean I loved it, but then but then he he, he the, the the dude, like he's a fucking mummy. Oh hello, did you see there's probably a checkoff list of he has probably the most unique injuries out there. Okay. Yeah, I, I just it's I hope it's just like you know one of those things where it's just like the first few months it's just bad luck and then you can kind of get it together. But I don't know. It's just it's very annoying. Obviously for us, and it's probably even fifty million times more annoying to him because he finally started to you know we we talked about a few weeks ago or I mentioned how like I thought he was like kind of gripping his stick a little too tight. Um, and you know, not really like enjoying the game. He and I think that he started to kind of get to that. And I really think that he was about to start breaking out. I'm really glad that I didn't place a bet on him to score a goal tonight because I thought that he was playing, but he didn't. He had so, uh, he had to go to the dentist, apparently. Yeah. Guess so. And he had the yeah. flu, right? Or some shit like that. No, no, no. So so it wasn't the flu. It was actually okay. So go on to before the game, it was the flu. And then I believe uh Colin. Um, mentioned after the game, he talked to Kraus. Some uh, Kraus said he had a tooth infection or something. And then the night, the day after that morning, tomorrow, uh, this morning, uh, Gallant said Kraus had to go to the dentist, so he's not playing tonight or something like that. So, yeah, I think it was just a tooth infection. I don't think it had anything to do with the flu. I don't know where the flu came from. Again, it's Gallant, so I don't think we should be shocked or anything. I mean, he might have pulled the hamstring for all we know. So that, right. I, well, that's, that the guy pushed off like 
a voodoo witch off a cliff or something like that guy has some serious bad luck well, I mean, you know what though you know what though i'm sorry it's kind of a little karma ish like the random shit that he was doing all last year i feel like i feel like a rap hey december is going to be vitaly's month it's going to oh, be the fucking december for vitaly but how underrated move that he did with on Gujo's gorgeous goal versus Detroit. Like you saw him pull back a little bit before he passed mm-hmm. it, and then he passed it to Panarin, Panarin threw it to Gujo. Like those type of plays, Kravtsov's not doing in October. He's trying to rush in there head first, then gets injured, and then he's out for like two weeks. Yeah. So I, I mean, at least he's learning now. Like a lot of the times, like people are saying he's made out of glass, et cetera, et cetera. I think that's to be determined. I know that sounds crazy. He's also 21, 22 years old. Right, like, right. Or like I don't give a shit if a guy gets hurt now. Like this is the point of like, I'm sorry, when I was 21, I probably would get hurt playing against grown ass men as well. Right. Well, it's also like there were some plays, Gaunt did mention also that he probably could have been more careful and he didn't. Yeah. Right. Like there the was learning some, curve. Obviously, when Hedman pushed his head into the boards, that's not Krausoff being made out of glass. That's Hedman being an idiot. That's and- not, that that's Hedman being a fucking mutant. Yeah, like he's a yeah. fucking cyborg, that guy. Like, let's get it fucking. Well, actually, I, I saw something today. He's apparently not doing so well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you go look at Sam Stern's tweet, uh, he does not looking good at all. Like horrendous. Like, yeah. Really, but I think like, that's look. I think that's in general the lightning right now is that they've lost a lot of players slowly but surely, and and you're just gonna see us. Right, like I, I, I was what, do, what do we just see with the Blackhawks? You know what I mean? Like this, you don't you don't stay on top for fucking decades. No, it's like football. Like the Patriots, what they just pulled off, you know, being good for like twenty fucking years and being like a Super Bowl contender is very fucking rare. It doesn't happen. Well, like, it's really, especially it's really with the big. NHL salary cap. Yeah. Well, you also have to realize that the way that the NHL is built nowadays, I also feel is a little harder for players in general to stay healthy. It's a much I think, in my opinion, it's a little faster. Oh, 100% faster. It's, a little, it's faster. A l- less physical. A lot People just want to run up and down that ice scoring and having, you know, 60 minutes of just running up and down that, uh, you know, skating up and down that ice. And and that could also cause a lot more injuries, especially with players pulling no, hands left and right. I would I, I get what you're saying, but I would also say, like, the NHL back in the 80s and, like, 70s, 80s. That was physical. Whatever. That was physical. Yeah. yeah, no, I'm just saying, like, I think it – it was harder to stay healthy for other reasons. Yeah, but that was that was a different type of physicality. That was. Yeah, I mean, but you could like choke slam a guy. Slam. Okay. Yeah, exactly. But those are things that which... I, I watched. I watched in August. You know, NHL Network has these random like nineteen nineties NHL games. I saw a guy literally like stab a guy with a stick. Yeah, and and it's like I was like, yeah, sure, whatever. I'm like, what the heck? <laughs> that would yeah. not, not only is that not allowed, that guy's he, he gone would, for a couple. He of would years. be in jail right now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, you yeah. know what? Brad Marchand would have fit right in with these guys. Oh yeah, hundred oh, percent. Oh my goodness, uh, guy, the guy literally curses out the fans as he walks back into the locker have room. You guys ever licked to someone's forehead? Like seriously, like that's Did, the most ridiculous- multiple times. I don't know. He's a. What do you mean? He put the stick into the goalie's helmet to try to smash his head. Like, like I'm sorry, you just don't was do that. Was that with Binghamton? Yeah, yeah. That was with Binghamton. By the way, just a quick thing before we continue. Um, yeah, 
So listeners out there, uh, we recommend going to ESPN Plus by visiting insidetherink.com slash ESPN to sign up for your ESPN Plus subscription where you can watch all the games, uh, majority of the games uh, for the NHL. And yeah, just wanted to mention that there. Uh, has a go, lot more content than just that. has a lot more. ESPN yeah. Plus comes with a and lot. Of yeah, go to insidetherink.com slash ESPN and check it out. They actually and, have a cool. They have a bunch of like cool, like uh, like hockey actually related shows. Like uh, Bucci Gross has a bunch of stuff on there, and I love yeah. Bucci. And he does some stuff with like Messier, which is really cool. Obviously, we're all Ranger fans and everything, so that's cool. Right. Um, and here, besides that, they have other sports as well on 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 ESPN Plus, including a lot of very very fun uh, uh, documentaries as well. Yeah. Um... Yeah, is that it, guys? We got anything else to mention here? I think we. Yeah, actually, I was very. I'm. I'm actually a little bit curious about this, and I wrote this down on my paper because I was actually thinking, like, what would I name this past like struggle? I would actually like to call it the identity crisis. Are they like having a struggle in between the fact that what they have had trouble last year, they actually have been better this year, and so now to try to, they, they, although that's nice that you fixed up your shots on goal and face-offs and, and, and maybe some other categories, your actual play, your actual identity has sort of maybe dwindled a little bit and, and maybe they have to try to build that back up. Is that, is that maybe the struggle here? I actually find that that's maybe the problem here is that you need to get back to that identity. You have to understand who you are. Well, you're talking you about their resilience, their, et cetera, their resilience, or maybe you're just not a great first period team. Let's get that first period cleaned up. You know, whatever it is, I, what I thought about last year was different than this year is, I didn't like that offense of the dump and chase. Yet as time went on, I was like, one second, they're, they're, this is who they are. And as the year goes on, they're going to get better at it. And it landed up using their advantage with that extreme forecheck on a lot of the playoff games. So then I started turning around and saying, one second, you got this identity. You understand who you are. You're playing that way. And people are having a struggle. And you could do that one time or there's a band jet. And there's no such thing as, as complaining about, oh, are people, teams getting used to it? Because that's your identity. That's how you play. This is how you get your scoring done. That's how you get your defense done. That's how you get everything done on the ice. But maybe right now with the fact that they've changed a lot of players, a lot of line changes have happened very early. And maybe they'll just have to gain back that identity. And especially a week in which you scored eight goals against one team, you played a hard 60 minutes against the Predators. You uh, beat the Coyotes. You played hard. I can't say that they played nah, perfect. There, there were some times they were non-existent. Like, the, like they had a better game, the, but they were They had a better game, but you know what? That's the buildup. And you want to sort of play your game and say at the end, you know what? We were dumb on the goals that they scored. And we were, and we just need to get more in our scoring. They had so many scoring chances in that Predators game, and and they had a, a they had a six men on the ice on a power play with a pulled goalie and and a five minute power play, and you couldn't score. And that could just, I mean, you saw how they couldn't move at the end. You know what? That could just be bad luck. But that's hard hockey. You played hard. You couldn't get that. But you came back and beat the Coyotes team. I mean, and I, I'm players. sorry, I'm just going to drop you right now. The, there really is no excuse for them not scoring on that. There, there is, I, I'm, I'm, happy, no I'm happy that they seem to be getting on the right track here versus Arizona and seem to gain their confidence. But if we're going to be real, real here, they did not deserve to win that game. If you don't score on a power play for two minutes where it's on a six on four, 
you you don't a double minor. You you don't deserve to win at all whatsoever. Uh, well, I'll tell you. I'll tell you what's interesting is your upcoming games are against the Seattle Kraken and the San Jose Sharks. The San Jose Sharks have not been play, have not been great, but they yeah, have a lot of the Kraken have been better. The Kraken, though, that's this is where I was going to get to, is that the Kraken have actually had. I'm, I'm sure Martin Jones are, is going to start that game, and and he's been excellent. And that team has been pretty good, and you cannot underrate them. But you have four days until that game. The Rangers right now have to look at this and go, look, you ended off with a 4-1 victory. You played really well against the Coyote team after not starting great in that game. Let's get this. you got Seattle, winnable game. Sharks, winnable game. Until you go next week, and then you have the Kings, which is a little bit of a harder game, and the Ducks. After that's going to be your harder stretch. You're going to face better teams. You're going to face the Yeah, Oilers. I was actually been playing pretty solid. I mean, they're one less loss than we do. Um... Yeah, but you have to also realize that your upcoming games are four pretty winnable games, and you're also playing non-divisional games. You're playing across the entire United States at late at night. It, you know what? You maybe this is what they need. They come up with a good. They oh, come up here with we go. Game. We got a bunch of ten o'clock, ten thirty games. That's that's yeah. gonna be a lot of fun, huh? For Can't me, this is that. the best actually because I have I have school at night, and then afterwards I come home, and my kid finally goes to bed around that time. So then as soon as he gets to bed, I just like pull out the beers, this and that, get out there. Shroggy, out Shroggy's there. literally Adam Sandler from fucking Big Daddy when he's like fucking yelling, but it's overtime and his kid's sleeping. He's like, <laughs> and he can't yell to wake him up. Um, I forgot which game it was this year that the Rangers, uh, it was a big score. And I just went like, yeah. And my wife turned to me like, hello, he's sleeping. I'm like, oh yeah, shoot. <laughs> Just like, oh, okay, fine. Um, oh, all right. I think we are going to wrap it off here. Yeah. And uh, yeah, we have a bit of a break until they play Seattle and San Jose. I believe it's three days. So, what, what do you guys think we go in those games? You guys two two for two? Or? I, I don't even want to predict. Jacob, because... Jacob, I'm not asking you purposely because if I would ask actually you, you would come over to me with some crazy answer. Um, seven wow. and 7-0. 7-0? <laughs> no, I, I, look, I mean, well, if my superstition works on Twitter of hailing the Grim Reaper, then uh, that, that should do it. Here's a better one. Here's a better one. Will Heedle continue his point streak? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, that, that, that one I got. How long does that go? Because I actually think it's going to last a while. Oh, I'm riding. I'm riding the Mandalorian. Phil, the Phil the Mandalorian train. I'm riding it, baby. Yo, Heedle the Needle. I think he's on pace for 56 points. 56 oh, yeah. points. Yeah. And and by the way, that could always that could always and a be lot it. of the points were on even strength. Well, almost all of them because he's, oh, he's yeah. not on the fucking power play. Right. Yeah, he, he gets oh. on for like fucking five seconds. So it's like uh, imagine if you had a compatible winger with him on the third line. How much better would you be as a team if you just had that depth? I mean, who does he don't have if the kid line isn't there with him? Right? Yeah. Maybe so, Gauthier's like, got to go back down to that third line. Oh God, no. Uh, Gautier, Gautier, no, Gautier is a fourth liner. He's proved that he's that's what he is. It's done. Um, let's leave it at that, boys. Fine, we're putting his dad on Seattle, the Seattle and San Jose next week. We'll get back to you guys next next week. All right, take care, guys. Thank All you. Right.